Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Liverpool Junkie Podcast Show. I'm your host Poovan and in this episode, I will be giving you a match preview of Leeds United versus Liverpool on Sunday midnight and some injury news with the new unveiling of the Liverpool's new third kit and many more. So without further ado, let's get started guys. So guys, before we get going, I would like to take this time to remind you, my fellow listeners, to like, share and subscribe to my YouTube page. Don't forget to click on the bell icon for notifications and you can also access my podcast episode via Spotify and do follow my podcast for upcoming episodes. I've also opened a new Instagram and Facebook account for my podcast show as well. Do head on over to follow the page for latest updates and team news. So guys, uh, I think it's been some time since I've been uh, active in my podcast show. Just I've been taking a break. I just got my second dose of uh, AstraZeneca vaccine as well. So I'm just uh, itching to actually get back on track. Uh, Work is going as normal on the flow. Just that I know all my Liverpool fans are actually waiting for the return of the Barclays Premier League and club football season as a whole i can understand so um there was nothing short of uh, entertainment as well in terms of international football so there was a lot of uh, euro qualifier matches as well and there was a lot of friendlies going on and then there were so many significant uh, uh, instances were happening whereby we have seen i think potentially you could have seen that um the argentina and brazil match which was uh, highly touted to be a very enticing fixture as history can tell but then uh, it didn't happen uh, on the on match the match didn't happen on the match day because of uh, a certain number of players who apparently have um, neglected the uh, sop and restrictions being um, implemented by the argentinian government and also by the brazilian government as well in terms of quarantining the players once they have reached to the covid affected countries in south america especially so um as far as i know south america is still listed as a uh, more of a covid uh, high risk covid Uh, country as well i think in uh, most of the south american countries so uh, a lot of the south american players who are actually going for international duty are required to quarantine themselves for about 10 to 12 days if i'm not mistaken so apparently there were a few argentine players who actually uh, got out of the way and did not uh, adhere to the SOPs which were being implemented to them. I think some of the players were Romero, uh, Emi Martinez, the Aston Villa goalkeeper, and then there was uh, Lo Celso, Giovanni Lo Celso as well, who is playing for Tottenham Hotspur. And then um, I'm not sure about the other player, but then there were instances where in the US men's national team where Weston McKennie from Juventus, who is playing for Juventus also, um, did not follow the restrictions 
and quarantine periods which were required so he went out and he did not adhere to the sop and restrictions so there were some issues and stuff like that but then when you jump into the uh, liverpool's players who have went for the international duty a lot of them did not um Uh, go back to their home countries for the internationals that are being played by their national team so for example we have the likes of Alisson from our team our goalkeeper Alisson um our defensive midfielder Fabinho and then we have the likes of uh Firmino as well who did not go but then apparently he's injured so it's okay um also we have the likes of Fabinho and also uh, Alison who did not join the national team for their friendlies and so on so apparently uh, Liverpool have received news from FIFA that uh, the Brazil national team has actually sanctioned a um, barring on Alison and Fabinho so for them to represent uh, Liverpool uh, when they play on sunday against leeds united so uh coming to that that is going to be our first talking point for today so uh the main topic is actually liverpool have been barred from selecting alison and fabinho versus leeds so the reds uh trio were all called up this was including uh firmino as well uh to represent brazil during the september international break which was uh this past two weeks then a move that was then blocked due to the 10 day quarantine that would be required on their return so i think uh, fabinho and elison i think took the decision to not uh, represent their country for this uh current international break which was happening so apparently if you are uh going to your home country which is uh also a covid high risk country you are required to actually quarantine for about 4 to 5 days in brazil and then when you return back to england which is liverpool alison and fabinho are required to quarantine themselves for about 10 days so that 10 day quarantine period is really going to affect the performances of the club as a whole i could say that because then they would be missing out games like uh, crystal palace and also leeds united and also the upcoming um, uh, champions league encounter between ac milan which is happening at anfield in the coming days so i think um, it was fair to say that fabinho firmino and also alisson have decided to not partake in this uh, month's international break so FIFA have actually now have enforced a 5-day absence for the 8 players actually from 5 clubs that have failed to make the trip to South America following the Brazilian FA's complaint. So this was actually written by the Times uh, reporter Paul Joyce. So from September 10 to 14 so there have been 8 players who are actually absent. So the eight Premier League players uh, that will be stopped from playing for their clubs this weekend after the Brazilian FA actually triggered this FIFA rule to prevent them from appearing would be uh, from our club would be Alisson, uh, Fabinho, uh, Firmino. So he was uh, injured anyway. So Firmino. So he 
did not get called up due to that reason so i would like to correct myself then for earlier uh, others would be the likes of edison uh, gabriel jesus uh, rafinha and uh, tiago silva and also fred who's from manchester united so these are the eight players who have been uh, ruled by the i mean the brazilian fa have complained and also sanctioned a rule to fifa that they should be barred from representing their clubs uh, in the weekend for the premier league so for me this is actually just a tad bit too much i think the brazilian fa are just taking matters into their own hands uh will uh, just unknowing unknowingly and i feel that this is kind of like a very rash decision uh just because you wanted to see the likes of uh, these eight players representing the country and actually facing argentina but then in the end you actually look at it there were health uh, officials who actually came to stop the match from happening and apparently the match didn't happen and they the match officials actually called the game off so in either way you look at it from the match not happening at all from the eight players uh being barred from playing the premier league matches for their clubs it it doesn't even actually make sense it for me it's a bit dumb it's a bit irrational and it's just a very very rash decision to actually go and uh, complain to fifa that uh these players have not attended for the international breaks and stuff like that i feel like it's a bit too much i understand these guys are all very professional players i know you need them because their quality that they bring to the national team is such but then you are also discrediting the fact that without these players we are not able to perform at the highest level i think from a brazilian national team's perspective i think they should be even more wiser and looking at it in a different way you could have actually looked at the talent pool that you have in the national team of brazil and actually picked out even better younger brighter stars who are actually emerging you don't really have to rely on these players too much just because it's international break come on man you have to this is for me it's very very childish and a bit unprofessional from the brazilian fa to actually sanction a rule like this and asking fifa to actually implement it and you're barring all this and it's affecting club performances as a whole they do not look at that because at the end of the day when you actually look at these players who are actually performing for the national team you are actually going to their clubs and actually viewing their performances on how are they performing and you can dare to go and Uh, sanction to fifa and complain that oh these players are not um, have not attended uh, the international uh, fixtures that were uh, assigned to them so they did not att- attend the first team training the first team squad they did not join for training they did not um, play their respective matches and i feel that this is a tad too much i think this is just going over the board and just a whole level of dumbness is actually being portrayed by fifa by the brazilian fa i mean i understand the fact that uh, argentinian some of the argentinian players have actually um so called uh, like i can say in bahasa malaysia melanga ri sop yang telah di um di yang telah dilaksanakan you can say something like that so when it comes to that i feel that uh, this is a 
that too much i think what the argentinian players have done is unforgivable it's it's not meant it's not supposed to be done that way because you're jeopardizing uh, the health of every single player that is playing for the country in for the argentinian national team but when you look at the brazilian one uh, brazil is actually a high covid risk country so it is up to the welfare and health of the players that they the players are actually looking for their own health and the health of each other as well and for them to actually go back to their to their home country and actually get quarantined for another four or five days and then you, you have to go and train and then you're going to have to uh, play a football match every now and then and then you need to come back to england or whichever country which you are playing your uh, for your respective clubs and then you have to be uh, quarantining yourself for another 10 days or another four to add on another four days it's going to be like two weeks and you're actually missing two weeks of football for just because of some miserably dumb decisions which have been taken by FIFA and the Brazilian national team so I feel that this is just a very funny immature thing and very very unprofessional from the brazilian national team to be honest so in other team news guys there were widespread reports uh, which was happening through sunday and monday of an attempted coup d'etat in the guinean city of conakry uh, where nabi keita and his teammates were actually staying during their international break in their home country so um, I think Guinea were actually set to play against Morocco in a World Cup qualifier on Monday but that game was postponed due to safety concerns because of uh, what was happening with the uh, Guinean government and so on. So that was postponed due to safety concerns and then with their opponents also safely escorted out of the country before the scheduled kickoff. So these kind of uh, things were actually happening in Guinea as well. Um, Thank God uh, nothing happened to Nabi Keita uh, while he was in his home country when the coup d'etat was uh, happening as well. So I think uh, Liverpool were in direct talks with Keita and also the Guinean authorities regarding the midfielder's return. But then uh, with the borders closed, there were concerns over when he would be permitted to leave. And then um, there was this uh, footy journalist from uh, Foot 224, so Tierno Amadou Makaji. He reported on Monday that uh, Keita had personally booked a 13-seater private jet out of the country for him and his teammates based overseas. So I think it was a very, very good um, action taken by our Guinean midfielder. Uh, props to him and thank god he is uh, back here in england safely uh, then the air borders were later opened and then uh, makaji the reporter also provided an update as he claimed that liverpool olympiakos toulouse and clermont uh, foot 63 were among the clubs to organize a bigger flight for their players so there were other uh, clubs who actually went uh, out of their way and got together to actually get a bigger flight for some of the Guinean players who are out on international duty and managed to get back uh, all of their players uh, safe and sound to their respective clubs so uh, thank god uh, nothing really happened to Nabi Keita so just let's hope that he's back um, in full fitness uh, hopefully he can be selected against our game against Leeds 
so guys finally uh, the big news has been uh, finally been out which is our new third kid um, I know a lot of you Liverpool fans have already had a glimpse of how the Liverpool third kid would look I think a lot of the um, social media uh, you know football junkies and guys who are Diehard Liverpool fans have already showed um, their most creative side of how the third kit would look and should look and how would it be cool that if uh, Nike would actually uh, create something as cool as how the second kit was, the away kit. So I think a lot of the Liverpool fans were kind of like on the ropes with the third kit i think um, a lot of them i think figured that uh, nike would come up with another shit kit again uh, so they have revealed the new third kit uh, which was launched actually today so it is actually a yellow kit which is more of a retro look uh, from our 90s the seasons uh, in the 90s uh, during the time of uh, uh, Kenny Dalglish and Sui and Rush as well so we had the kit uh, retro kit uh, from way back where we had uh, the red collar then we had the yellow kit with some red hand collar as well so uh, that was uh, somewhat of a traditional Liverpool color I understand it's a very traditional Liverpool color but then when you look at the new Liverpool kit you will actually a lot of the liverpool fans were actually uh, dumbfounded and also felt that um it could have been done in a better way as well so uh, the kit actually how it looks like is um i'm trying to put it in my own words i i'll be putting in there'll be an image that i'll be popping up soon in this uh, podcast video as well so if you look at the kit carefully so it's a yellow kit with uh the le- with the red liverpool emblem in the usual uh they have the nike logo but then it's not just the usual swoosh on it it has the swoosh with the nike brand name on it as well so that is fine for me the usual standard charted and in the usual 96 at the back but when it comes to the collar i think um, a lot of the liverpool fans were actually uh referencing our third kit to fast food chains and when it came to fast food chains it was actually mcdonald's (laughs) and a lot of them were saying is ronald mcdonald the um, new mascot for the liverpool uh, football club and uh, a lot of them were saying that it gave uh, mcdonald's vibes for them it gave them fast food vibes you know because of the way that uh, the kit was presented because they had this uh, checkered uh, this red and yellow checkered flags and stuff like that but i actually totally understand with uh, the brand direction and of the uh, color direction that nike has decided to go with i fully understand it i i 100 get it uh, because that is essentially the liverpool colors they have gone Uh, all out in terms of using the Liverpool colors for the kits this season but all in all I think the Liverpool fans would agree with me when they say the best kit ever for us this season is the away kit Uh, but then when it comes to the third kit they it's not to say that it's uh, 
divisive amongst the fans but then a lot of the fans majority of them have said that it's not a, a fantastic kit to be honest so in my point of view i still do feel that it could have been done better because i feel like uh, they have brought the same v neck uh, collar back from last season and they've just added it on to this kit and then just put in the red and white uh, sorry the red and yellow check checkered collar which is a bit odd actually to be honest it looks a bit weird when the likes of Sadio Mane or Van Dyke wearing it I mean I do get the whole yellow and red but then with that whole checkered collar it's just something just not right I think some way somehow when Nike tries to get something right they just get some one or two things wrong in the kits every time I think the same thing it goes with the home kit as well so to be honest that is my humble not to say my humble opinion but it's my just my honest review of how the kit actually used is actually so in terms of ranking the kits that we have i think i would rank our away kit as the best kit ever for this season because of the whole style and the whole look it just gives a polo uh, class look for a football team um, with the collar and with the swoosh logo and then with the whole accru color with the touch of green and then it has a touch of uh, uh, how what do you say the the red as well so it looks fantastic it looks really cool but when it comes uh the second i would read the home kit it's it looks good but then it can still be better because i just feel like liverpool would be liverpool's kit would be even more better if you have like a proper collar in it rather than just having like a round neck because for guys like uh, me who are actually who have a big body build when you wear something like a round neck it would look weird on you and you will look more like a small kid rather than a you know like a good tough guy but then with that being said it's just a fan's point of view but when the players wear it it looks cool i understand so um, that's all we can say so the third and last i can rank the third best kid for this season is the yellow and red so ronald mcdonald so um for me another thing that what the yellow kid represents it's like uh, i'm malaysian so uh, us malaysians since i'm an indian i used to go to bath caves so in bath caves which is situated in the slango state um, they celebrate this festival called taipusam so <laughs> i think a lot of the indian liverpool fans would understand that why the <laughs> liverpool team wearing yellow and red and especially that kind of a bright yellow is representative of the colors which are being used during taipusam when they are going to do uh, their prayers and stuff like that so uh, for a malaysian i know it's going to be a joke but for for my fellow listeners from abroad if you are indian you would understand so if you are not indian it's fine it's totally fine it's just a malaysian joke so don't worry so guys coming into the next topic which is the injury news so so far uh, in terms of injury news the only obvious one we knew last week was uh, the hamstring injury suffered by Roberto Firmino in uh, last week's Saturday's 1-1 draw with Chelsea but the club are also waiting for further scans to the issue since the Jurgen Klopp has described in his press conference that is uh, not so serious so uh, he made his first start for the season with the visit of Chelsea but then he was forced to withdraw before the end of the first half 
uh, and then Diogo Jota took his place. So it's another blow for the Brazilian and for us as well. So he's been a very uh, vital player in terms of how we shape up to play in terms of his off-ball role. And in the opening stages of the Chelsea game, he was very, very influential uh, playing from... Uh, from midfield getting the ball from midfield and trying to push the forwards upwards trying to get some uh, passes in and trying to play a more direct uh, kind of football style which is uh, absolutely required uh, by Klopp so since the striker has now underwent scans on Sunday so now we just need to discover the severity of the injury and that's about it for Roberto Firmino so guys, uh, since I've spoken about the injury to Roberto Firmino, there's another injury news as well. So uh, apparently Takumi Minamino was forced to withdraw himself from the Japan squad uh, since uh, he, forced, he was forced off from injury uh, during a friendly, uh, I think uh, they were playing against Oman. So they lost 1-0 but uh, he did leave Japan early on Saturday and he did uh, sit out from this uh, defeat to Oman last week but um, sources have also mentioned that uh, he's, he is injured but is um, not very serious and not too concerning but there are certain games that he would miss for Liverpool so uh, he I think most probably he did have a thigh injury that is uh, what I have heard and read from uh, some news sources some sports news sources so the athletics James Pierce has also provided good news on Harvey Elliott who we can say another injury as well I think in terms of injuries we are really really unlucky I think last week not last week sorry last year uh, we were piled up with loads and loads of injuries from the back and now it's coming all the way to the midfield positions and in the attacking positions where now we are losing uh, the likes of uh, Roberto Firmino, uh, Takumi Minamino and also Harvey Elliott as well. So he was also forced off. Um, he was also withdrawn from the England under-21 squad, uh, from the under-21 squad as a precautionary measure and that the hope is that he will recover in time to feature for the Reds uh, hopefully very very soon um, he was also forced off so it could be also another thigh, uh, thigh or muscle injury for Harvey Elliott uh, not too uh, concerning for the Reds as well uh, hopefully he can get back to full fitness but yeah it's uh, very very uh, concerning at this stage because uh, even though it's still early stages of the Premier League but I feel that uh, the issues are still underlying in terms of uh, injuries being suffered by our players on a constant basis because uh, as you can see uh, a lot of the performances uh, last season uh, where Roberto Firmino for example has featured in uh, most of the games uh, he was not a hundred percent when he uh, played for us last season uh, I think injuries also affected the likes of Nabi Keita, the likes of Oxley Chamberlain, uh, the likes of uh, uh, Jordan Henderson as well during the better end of last season uh, where he also got himself injured and he was unable to play for a number of games in the Euros as well. So for Firmino also, um, sometimes the injuries can cause a 
a lack of performance at times so it is very very visible so hopefully uh, since uh, Firmino's uh, hamstring injury is not too serious so hopefully he can come back in full fitness in time for us um, potentially Firmino would be missing the game against Leeds uh, and also Crystal Palace if I'm not mistaken uh, I think the same goes for Takumi Minamino as well so since it's a muscle problem so hopefully it's not a long-term layoff for Takumi Minamino and hopefully for Harvey Elliott as well um, reports have said that um, he does have is suffered an injury in terms of like muscle problem as well uh, just a precautionary measure from the uh, England under 21 coach to with withdraw Harvey Elliott from further damage uh, I think it was a good call from the coach as well so hopefully Harvey Elliott can return back to uh, to the Liverpool training ground and try to get his way back to full fitness so uh, the list of injuries that we currently have is now Roberto Firmino, Takumi Minamino, James Milner uh, and also I would like to add Nico Williams as well. So our deputy right back has been also <laughs> injured. So uh, since we have a host of absentees so we can add Nico Williams as well into the squad. So in terms of depth we are now uh, seriously quite bad but then in terms of first team injuries there's not so much so uh, that's about it uh, nothing much to say on it I think it's more of a, a fitness issue with, in, with the likes of Nico Williams so hopefully he can uh, get back into shape and at least be a presence in the bench for us and for Jurgen Klopp so guys coming into the final talking point which is going to be the match preview between uh, Leeds United and Liverpool FC in the Barclays Premier League. So Premier League football resumes this weekend as usual and there's a cracking fixture which is going to take place at Allen Road between Leeds United and the Reds. So Leeds United will be hosting us and they'll be looking to pick up their first victory of the new season. So um, apparently uh, they've not been having uh, number of wins and uh, number of uh, good performances as of lately uh, the significant one was the uh, I think the 5-1 4-1 loss to Manchester United that was their first ever loss and I think the rest was a draw or a loss I'm not so sure so they'll be looking to pick up their first victory at home for the new season so for us the focus will be getting back on to our winning ways following our 1-1 draw with Chelsea at Anfield last week uh, sorry the week before, uh, two weeks ago so as we all know Marcelo Bielsa's side are always going to pose a big test for us and um, so let's see what's going to happen with us uh, at Allen Road so guys uh, this match actually finished 1-1 uh, last season uh, in uh, Leeds United's home ground uh, with uh, Diego Lorente actually cancelling out uh, Sadio Mane's opener for the Reds so this time round uh, hopefully uh, we can turn the tide and actually get a victory from it so I think one significant uh, transfer which has happened in Leeds United is the signing of Daniel James from Manchester United so I think he has signed a three or four year deal uh, with Leeds United so 
in the aftermath of uh, Manchester United actually signing Cristiano Ronaldo but it's actually a very funny story if you ask me so in order to get the number 7 shirt apparently Cristiano Ronaldo had requested it from Edinson Cavani so um, Cavani who was actually wearing the number 7 shirt actually uh, allowed uh, himself to trans i mean to exchange the number with uh, cristiano ronaldo so that ronaldo can get the number seven shirt and apparently uh cavani was going to wear the number 21 shirt but in manchester united the number 21 shirt was actually worn by daniel james and then apparently out of nowhere we actually saw a bid from leeds united and leeds united actually signed daniel james so the number 21 actually became available and it got passed to Cavani so that is the whole gist of how Cristiano Ronaldo actually got his number seven shirt and how the circumstances have changed for Daniel James who actually played uh, two games for uh, three games for Manchester United and then apparently uh, they wanted to offload him so good luck to Daniel James and Leeds United but um, Sorry, but not sorry. You, we are hoping to get three points, three points from uh, Leeds United. So you better be on your toes. So guys, in terms of uh, Leeds versus Liverpool's team news, uh, Marcelo Bielsa could be boosted by the return of Robin Koch against Liverpool. So the defender had missed the last two matches for Leeds United, but could be in contention for this one. And then, uh, like I said earlier, Daniel James could also make his Leeds United debut after completing his move from Manchester United. And like I said in the previous talking point, we have a number of potential injuries which have been happening to our players. So with the likes of Roberto Firmino unavailable uh, since Chelsea's against uh, facing against Chelsea, and then with the likes of James Milner, Takumi Minamino, Nico Williams are all likely to miss out on for selection uh, to face Leeds United. So a uh, couple of match facts is uh, after winning both league meetings against Liverpool in 2000 and 2001 season, Leeds United are actually winless in their last eight ag- games against the Reds in the Premier League. They have drawn three and lost five. So uh, coming to Liverpool, Liverpool have lost just one of their last nine away league games against Leeds. Uh, they have won five, drawn three, uh, going down 4-3 in November 2000, the year 2000 with uh, Mark Viduka netting all four goals for the Whites and uh, Liverpool have only failed to score in one of their last 22 meetings with Leeds United in all competitions finding the net in each of their last 15 against the Whites since a goalless draw at Elland Road in April of 1999. And after winning their last four games of the 2020 and 2021 campaign, Leeds United are also without a win so far this season. They have drawn two, lost one, and uh, they have not failed to win uh, any of their first four games to a top flight campaign since 1958 and 1959 under Bill Lambton, who was then the manager of Leeds United. So uh, I think coming into this weekend's game, I think only Brentford are on a longer unbeaten run in England's top four tiers than Liverpool who uh, have 13 uh, 
games went unbeaten with uh, winning 10 and drawing 3. Away from home, Liverpool have won 7 of their last 8 Premier League matches. We have drawn 1, including each of the last 4 in a row. And uh, more match facts is that Liverpool's uh, own Trent Alexander-Arnold has uh, created more chances than any other player in the Premier League this season with 15, while no player has provided more successful open play crosses than Trent Alexander-Arnold with 6. So Liverpool's, uh, sorry, instead of saying Liverpool, so <laughs> our Sadio Mane has made more off the ball runs into the box than any other player in the Premier League this season with uh, 42 off ball runs. Meanwhile, 17 of Leeds uh, striker Patrick Bamford's 32 off the ball runs into the box saw a teammate try to find him with a pass, the most targeted runs of any player in the division. So. Um, Patrick Bamford is someone that uh, Virgil van Dijk and Joel Matip would definitely need to be very, very wary of. Uh, we do know the quality and the threat that he poses while playing for Leeds United. Um, having been selected uh, as a backup striker to uh, Harry Kane in the England national team and he's also gotten his debut playing against Andorra in the 4-0 win. Uh, I think uh, he's still a very still a young striker, still not yet in his prime, but then definitely a threat for us as well because, um, like I said last season, he was very very dangerous playing against us in the first game of the season. So. Coming back to Patrick Bamford, he's been involved in five goals in his last seven Premier League appearances with four goals and one assist, while the striker has also on 98 goals in total in his English league career. So definitely a player that uh, we have to be very, very careful of. And coming back to uh, our team uh, facts, which is the great Mohamed Salah, the Egyptian king has scored 99 goals in 161 Premier League appearances and a goal and a goal scored in Ellen Road would see him become the fifth fastest player to reach 100 goals in the competition in the Premier League after Alan Scherer who has 124, Harry Kane who has 141, Sergio Aguero with 147 and Thierry Henry with 160 goals. So another record which is uh, ready to be broken by the Egyptian king so hopefully he can uh, provide us with some magic at Allen Road and definitely bring us three points for the team not only just Mo Salah especially the whole team as as well as Jurgen Klopp as well so guys with that being said I would like to thank all of you for taking your time to listen to my episode for this week uh, do head on over to my youtube page do like share subscribe and follow my youtube channel do not forget to click the bell icon for notifications and also i have opened up a spotify page as well so you guys can go head on over there uh, if you have the app installed do install the app and uh, do follow my uh, podcast uh, page for uh, new episodes and also uh, past episodes as well so you can hear over there uh, I've also opened a Facebook page and Instagram page as well so you guys can head on over to my social media pages as well you can follow them for latest updates on my episodes so with that being said signing off the Liverpool Junkie your host Owen Douglas take care guys stay safe and you'll never walk alone guys take care